From CBC Radio, this is Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. Today's show, do-it-yourself fun time. Hello? Hi. Hey, Zuzu. What's up? I'm bored. You're bored? How can you be bored? It's raining out, and there's nothing good on television. Don't you have books to read? I read all the books on the shelf. You know, when I was young, kids knew how to keep themselves entertained. We knew how to make our own fun. Well, these days, it's different. All right, I'll tell you what. You know you know what's something that I used to do when I was bored as a, as a kid? I call up a friend on the telephone, and um, we'd sort of invent a story together. How do you mean? Well, the way it would work was, like, one of us would start it off, and then the other one would continue, and we'd go back and forth, back and forth, and we'd see where the story would take us. You, th- you, you want to give it a shot? Yes, so I have nothing else to do. Okay. Uh, how about I start things off? Okay. All right. Should it be a story about a, a dinosaur? No. A story about an elf? No. A story about a farmer? No. Captain of a spaceship? No. Doctor? No. Lawyer? No. National Guardsman? No. Okay, okay, here, here. Okay, it's, uh, how about we make it about a skateboarder? Yeah, okay. Okay, one day, a little girl named Lillian walked out of her room and walked into the kitchen and... Her mother and father weren't there. Not even her little brother was there. Except when she looked outside, she saw a gigantic circus. And so seeing the circus, she immediately forgot about her family and her neighborhood and thought she would get herself some cotton candy, which she really, really adored. And so she set off walking towards the circus tent. It turns out she's the only person in the circus that could talk to the animals. So she joined the circus and set off to another country. And the first country that she set off to was a tiny, tiny little country, no bigger than a Walmart parking lot, and it was called Tiny Stan. So they started performing. Her language to animals continued to grow. And the way that she spoke to tigers was by making these noises. She would tell the animals to do something, and then magically they would do it. And in her special tiger language, she would sometimes confide to the tigers about how sad she was. What makes you so sad, the tigers would ask. Well, she'd say, I think I miss my parents. The tigers put her in a kind of machine, which she was immediately at her house. What kind of a machine is that? Transporter. Where do you get one of those transporters? Canadian Tire. All right, and when she stepped out of the transporter, her parents were there, and they hadn't even noticed that she was gone. What am I supposed to say now? I don't know. Why don't you try saying the end? Why well, say the end? It's not the end of the story yet. Well, I think, yeah, it's the end of the story. What kind of an end is that? Oh, it's a pretty good end. You know, she's back with her parents. Everyone's happy. It's a happy ending. I like stories that end with rockets. What do you mean? Well... She went with her parents on a rocket ship back to the circus. The end.
so you consider yourself a master of the pun? Well, uh, I'm a punster, there's no question about it. I've written over 200 puns about boyfriends, and I turned it into a storybook, and uh, it was published, and it's doing very well. Wow. Yeah. For an 81-year-old, it's pretty good. I'll be 81 October 6th. Has, has telling puns been like a lifelong obsession? Well, it started my husband. Is this being recorded? Yes. Oh, well, it started my husband's a retired lawyer. Uh-huh. And it started with uh, lawyer jokes about um, my uh, boyfriend, the lawyer. Uh, I, he stopped courting me after a while, and then he pleaded with me to take him back. And then he was a heavy drinker, so I was surprised to hear that he passed the bar. And he never ordered one beer. He always ordered a case. And then I went on to judges. Uh, my boyfriend, the judge, he talked so much I couldn't get a sentence in. And the whole thing started to evolve, and uh, it's been a big success. Have you been, like, telling puns all of your life? Like, has it been years? Always jokes. I was noted for having a very good sense of humor. Sounds conceited, like the life of the party. I'm always telling jokes. And uh, just last night, we were at a dinner party, and I was the entertainment for the night. Can I confide something to you? Confide? I, I, yeah. Why not? I've never really been one for puns, i got to okay. say. I'm trying. Okay. And I, and I feel like you're sort of winning me over here. Why don't I throw some scenarios at you, you know, and you, like, you'll just sort of like freestyle a little bit and like toss off some puns to suit the occasion. Okay. Maybe that'll get me more into the whole, you know, spirit of things. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, let's say you have like uh, the plumber over at the house. The plumber? Uh, he was flush with his money and it all went down the drain. And he had funny habits. He was always tapping me on the shoulder. What a drip. Hello? Yes. You get it? Yes. All right, let's say, like, you're in a restaurant. Do you have, like, any, any puns, you know, suitable for, like... For a waiter? Well, I heard he was a heavy gambler, and he asked me for a tip. Uh-huh. You're slow. I know. I, I, I'm slow. You're slow. I'd be a bad sidekick for you. I think so. Right. Let's say uh, you're out doing some shopping for the house. You're at the store. I needed new pillows. He was a real downer. Ah. Uh. And the curtain maker, he didn't hang around too long. Hello? Mm-hmm. You're slow, John. No, I'm just, I'm just really, like, mulling that one over. Well, then... Nothing to mull over. You either get it or you don't. So, sometimes there's certain jokes that make you go ha ha, and then there's some that just kind of make you think. Yeah, okay. You know? Okay, nothing wrong with thinking. Okay, um, how about you're at the salon? You're talking to your hairdresser. Well, um, I wanted our relationship to be permanent, so he cut it short keep going and he was always splitting hairs over everything then i have about five doctor jokes oh really let's hear him oh yeah my boyfriend the doctor after dating me a while he lost patience with me and then i went to a dermatologist i was itching to get married he told me my behavior was rash 
Hello? That's good. You see, if I was telling the joke, I'd say, like, I went to the, the skin doctor and he told me I had skin cancer. Oh, that's funny? It's not, it's not as funny. It's not as funny? It's not funny at all? Well, it's a little bit funny. It's unexpected. Ooh. You're never going to be a great joke teller. That doesn't mean you can't be a great person with a wonderful character, but you're just not a joke teller. It's just your intonation, your, your emphasis. It's all combined. Uh -huh. You either can tell a joke or you can't. You're born with it. Okay, let's, let's just try one more. Okay. One last chance to win me over and make me laugh. Okay, so just pull out the heavy pun artillery here. My boyfriend, the locksmith. Wait, let me try to guess this one. Um, he's he's all keyed up. Well, you're close. The key to our relationship was that he adored me. Oh. And he really latched on to me. And and that's what it hinged on. You're getting it. You see, I'm coming along. Okay. I'm starting to get into the swing of it. things. Good boy. Okay, give me one more. Give, just give me one more. My boyfriend, the hot dog vendor. Uh-huh. I didn't relish anything permanent with him. He didn't pass mustard? Huh? You're not as bad as I thought. See? Okay, Jonathan. Thanks so much, Anita. Pleasure talking to you. Call me anytime. Cousin Ida. She's a freedom rider. <laughs> What's with Uncle Sidney? They took out a kidney. How's your sister Norma? She's a nonconformer. How's your cousin Lena? Moved to Pasadena. How's 
How's your Uncle Nathan? Him ain't got no faith in. I ain't heard from Sonia. I'll get her to phone ya. How's her daughter Rita? A regular Lolita. How's your cousin Manny? Signed up with the Tanny. How's your nephew Seymour? Seymour joined the Peace Corps. He's nice too. He's nice too. Sarah Jackman, Sarah Jackman. How's Howard, how you hello, doing? Hello, hello, hello. Um, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Do you know of any upcoming like CBC functions, anything happening? Like, I know like Christmas is December. Do you guys have like staff parties, any kind of party? I mean, I, I would, I would love to have you come to one of those parties. The only thing is, though, that actually normally they're just for you know for CBC employees, you know, and their and maybe their wives or husbands, that kind of thing. Oh, so. oh I, I, no, I, <clears throat> no, no, I, it's a professional, totally pro- professional. I didn't mean it. In a, I don't want to. I wouldn't even. I've been I've been I've been working uh, the past little while. I've been I got a, a party kind of like a party sort of professional party animal basically more or less as my. That's what you're doing now. Party animaling. You use it as a verb. I don't. I mean I don't use it as a verb. That's that's the term. It's party animaling. It's like marionetting or something or skiing. It's not, I'm not. It's. That's what you're doing now. You got a new job. I yeah. Well, I'm, I'm party hardy. Excuse me. Party hardy har har Howard. That's my. But it's supposed to be pronounced party hard. <laughs> so, so I guess this means that you've given up the uh, the paper route. Well, well, I, I keep the I keep I keep the paper route just for in case of you know just as a backup. Mm-hmm. You never know. It's a very tough business, the party animal business. Right. My mom covers for me when I can't make it. She's up early anyway. She's an old lady. She gets up really early. I guess I never realized how much you like to party. I I love to party. I live to party, but and I figure, why should I just you know I'm I'm partying. I'm having a good time. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing. I don't. I I I know you like to get drunk. I I don't know if that's the same thing as is as partying. How old are you? I mean, you're a grown man. I mean, how many parties have you seen where people don't drink? I mean, no, I know. I mean, it's a part of partying, but it isn't just the drinking that is a party. When people go drink, they say let's party. I put the part in party. I'm the missing part of party. So what's the full service that one can expect from that you provide? I got the music. I bring all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a full um, kind of DJ service. I have all my cassettes, and I play Chubby Checkers, The Twist, you know, Moonlight Serenade, Glenn Miller. You know, I cater. And you actually cook things? You bring food that you've made? Basically, I bring whatever's got to go, whatever's spoiling, and that's got to be eaten. But, you know, I can, make, I can make things, too. You know, we're in a pinch. I can make, like, peanut butter brown sugar sandwiches. That's one of my specialties. Do you have do you have a flyer? I do. What what's it say on there? Well, here I go. Here. Uh, party Hardy Har Har Howard's Party Animal Professional Party Animal Service. No wallflowers. I'm a big on that. I have that. I have these little jokes. I can repeat. No wallflowers. I hate wallflowers. I streak. You what? Uh, streak streaking. What do you mean? I basically I'll strip off my clothes. I run around the room and I scream. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just I sometimes I have maracas with me and I run around streaking. And that and that and that goes over well. People enjoy this. Well, they ask for it. 
I people actually say, please uh, come to my party and run around naked? Is what people say? They, I, there's a checklist. I just basically ask and they check it off. I'm a professional party animal, and the key word there for me is not party, but animal. I'm an animalist, and an animal is pure, an animal is wild and natural, and I'm a wild and crazy party animal kind of guy. Anyway. What else does the uh, flyer say? No wallflowers. I have that in big bowl. No wallflowers. Mm -hmm. I hate wallflowers. I don't got a flower pot for you. I do balloon animals. I, you know, I play, you know, I, I like know. Like, you, you actually know how to do balloon animals. I indeed do. Okay, hang on. Let me, let me just grab a balloon animal. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Okay, so you're a kid, you're a kid at the party. You want a balloon. What do you want? Okay, um, I'd like a uh, make me a dog. All right. Here we go. Blow it up. They're very hard to blow up these, uh... Tie it up there. You have a dog at home? Um, no. No, I can't hear you. No. Mm -hmm. Is that why you want a dog? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Okay, it's hard to hear with the balloon. Right. Here it goes. Right. So I gotta somehow... I got up. Howard, it sounds like it popped. Yeah. It popped, huh? Yeah. Basically, uh, you know, I also do like you know, I have all different you know musical chairs, pin the tail kind of games, call and answer games. I do kazoo. I play lots of kazoo. Do you really? Yeah. Do you have the kazoo there with you? I have many. I can do. I can play three kazoos at the same time. Wow. Let's have doing like at the bar mitzvah. Mm -hmm. Sixteen. Now these are these are kids. They're young people. They're mm -hmm. young adults. They want to hear something to speak to them. To speak to their to their to the youth. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to the generation. You know, like, like for instance, here's a little ditty called "Who Let the Dogs Out." Oh, okay. Sometimes you know I'll do a little. Uh, I have a couple of party clearing tunes. At the end, I'll do like Chuck Mangione feels so good. Yeah, and it means like it's like time to get your jacket. Time to get your jacket on. I'll go like. having you folks tonight. Did you have as good time as I did? Well, I don't know if that's possible because I had the best time of it all. That's great. That's fantastic. I can imagine that, that you know, clearing a room pretty yeah. easily. Well, I clear my throat when I do that and many more. I go... <clears throat> you just have to spit after that. Sometimes I do a little, uh, kind of like a little uh, uh, jaw harp. You hear a little jaw harp there? Mm-hmm. So they do a little like Peter Fraffin style. I love you. Do you want to rock and roll? I mean, you should be kind of, you know, I should let you know. You'd be happy to know that I also kind of like endorse your show. I kind of give you a little plug too. What do you? Why? Well, on your flight? What are you talking about? Well, at the, like in big, big, bold letters, because I figure, you know, I kind of got my start, you know, in the way, you know, uh, kind of brew. Wait, 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 Howard, you mentioned you mentioned me. You mentioned the radio program. Well, I mean, I, not as specifically as that. It just says, you know, party hardy, har har Howard's professional party animal service. Uh, Howard Chakwitz, as heard 
on Jonathan Goldstein's wiretap on the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, well, that, that, that sounds pretty specific. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, because, I mean, it's, it, like, it's, it sounds as though I'm endorsing your service. Aren't you? You don't... I mean... Well, I, I, I just don't know if it's my place, you know what I mean, to, to be doing commercial endorsements. Well, I mean, aren't you a satisfied customer? I've never, I mean, I've never, I've never hired you out, really. What do you call, I mean, I just, I mean, I just, for the past half hour, I've been entertaining you and, and basically spreading my, my delightful abilities with you. I mean, I, I made you balloons and I, and I, I mean, I didn't break up the accordion yet, but I mean, like, I mean, I can tell, I mean, I'm having a great time. I, you know, I can tell you're having a great time. Well, it's, yeah, it's, um. Yeah, well, I had a very good time. I had a very good time performing for you, and yeah, you know, yeah. I, I want to ask you, by the way. I mean, that uh, do I bill you? Should I bill you at home, or do I bill you at the office? I, got, I have both addresses, so I don't need to bother you with that stuff. But where, where do I? What do you t bill me for? What are you talking about? For the well, well, for the party we just had, you just used my my party animal service. No, you just you just called me up on the phone. I'm not going to pay you for a service that I... I hope you're joking. I'm not going to pay you for a service I didn't ask for. Thanks so much for joining me today. Howard. Howard. Okay, how, that's enough. Howard. Remember, I need a party. It's party, party, hard, hard, Howard. Party animal service. I just heard on KM Broadcasting Corporation's wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. No, that's really out of line. The voices you heard in part two of Wiretap were Howard Chakowitz, Zuzu, Anita Jacobs, and Alan Sherman from the album My Son the Greatest, The Best of Alan Sherman. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Sarah Gilbert and Carolyn Warren. Production help from Mira Bertwin-Tonic. Reach us to our website at cbc.ca slash 
Wiretap.